0: most horror movies, the ending assures us that the beast has been slain and that humanity has won a hard-fought victory. Sure, lives have been lost, suffering has fallen upon the innocent, but that terrible price is paid for a victory against the forces of darkness. But not always. Sometimes the filmmakers want to preserve the option for a sequel. Dracula may have fed on the legions and infected those he left behind. Or perhaps evil viruses of the mind and soul that seem to infect mankind have been there all along, just waiting to be switched on and awakened. I felt better when I believed that we had actually beaten the orange beast and defeated what he represented. I emailed a link to friends of Martha and the Vandella's Dancing in the Streets video. But you can only dance for so long. The good times didn't last. The legions loyal to the beast tried to take over and reminded us that they were out there in force. I can be a glass half full guy, but what do I do about the fact that 48% of the glass was filled with something ugly, dark, and fetid? Something that changed the color of the water forever. And there doesn't seem to be a way to filter the ugly stuff out. I live in a nice community that borders the wetlands of South Carolina. The homes are well taken care of. And the developer originally landscaped all the lots with beautiful lawns. The American lawn is a source of pride, beauty, and on balance. not at all environmentally friendly. But once you have one, you're obligated to take care of it. It's like a gigantic designer lap dog that needs special food, water, and grooming. Why anyone would breed a dog that needs $100 haircuts is beyond me. The same goes for lawns. They're a pain in the ass and an ecological nightmare. Pesticides, chemicals, weed killers, and bags of crap with poisons that you cannot even imagine. And all of it has to be poured on four times a year all for the attainment of a perfectly green suburban lawn. And then, of course, there is the monster called the lawnmower. Get your motor running. Head out on the back lawn looking for adventure and whatever comes our way. Except for the fact that it's a jump ball whether or not the son of a bitch will ever start on any given Sunday afternoon. And when it does, it's spews out more toxic fumes than a monster truck equipped with one of those gigantic exhaust system pipes that they call Prius killers. This year, I learned the hard way about little fellows called army worms. I woke up one morning and my back lawn was gone. Overnight, it had literally been eaten. The entire thing. Army worms came up from the ground en masse during the night and marched across my backyard. They ate the entire thing. They regarded pesticides and poisons like seasoning. I did some research and it turned out that this hadn't been an invasion launched from China. Army worms had been around for a long time and they are as American as a Sunday prosperity church but they were disguised as little harmless brown moths. Tiny, harmless little butterflies without the coloration. Except, they weren't harmless. They went through an underground metamorphosis and turned into voracious little worm-looking caterpillars from hell. And then they came out of the ground. And they worked together to eat my entire goddamn back lawn. They'd been there all along, millions of them. I just didn't know about it. I thought everything was under control. I thought the lawn service took care of everything that needed to be taken care of and that the lawn needed no care except occasional watering. I thought my lawn was only vulnerable to a nuclear attack. I was wrong. They were there, waiting. Maybe they had a moth leader who told them when it was time. Here's something else that hangs out in lawns that you may not have known about. Chiggers. For those of you who have never been chiggered, I'll tell you that if you have your choice of being torn apart while snorkeling by a hungry pack of piranhas, or devoured one bite at a time by a rabid pack of poodles, or set upon by chiggers, It won't be an easy choice. Get to the doctor immediately. Then, ask him to kill you. He will understand perfectly because modern medicine is helpless against the chigger. Chiggers are members of the mite family and they're related to ticks. You may have been sitting on your lawn enjoying the grass on a perfect spring day eating grapes and sipping on a glass of pretentious wine. And when you go to sleep that night, you wake up around 3 a.m. savagely scratching your feet and ankles. You should immediately get out of bed, bend over as far as you can, and kiss your ass goodbye because you have been chiggered. It always starts at the feet. A few hours later, the bites appear everywhere. They seem to be particularly fond of attacking Mr. Happy. I know what you're thinking. How badly could it itch? Well, have you ever rolled in a patch of poison zumac? This is worse. Much worse. And the itching doesn't just last a day or two. It lasts for 10 days. In the South, victims take Clorox baths. It doesn't do a bit of good, but it's something you do while you decide whether or not to kill yourself. Those 10 days seem much longer than perhaps 30 days in the detention center with an amorous 300-pound guy named Bubba. You're probably wondering if hydrocortisone cream helps. The answer is you could take it intravenously and it wouldn't help. Chiggers love this stuff. You'll probably hear them chanting, Bring it on, chigger dick! I'm actually convinced that death wouldn't help. I'm fairly certain they follow people into hell and torture them there. And on the eighth day, God created chiggers. And he did not say it was good. Proof positive that God works in mysterious ways. One chigger encounter will change your mind about sending that tax-deductible check to the Save the Earth Society, and get you thinking about redirecting it to the Pave the Earth Society. If you ask me what is more maddening, a chigger bite, a Donald Trump press conference, or a carnival cruise to Nassau, I will start hyperventilating at the thought of making a choice. That's how bad chiggers are. My advice is to call in an airstrike, then spring for an artificial lawn. You had no idea they were there, did you? And this brings me to O.J., great football player, good actor, terrific talk show guest, and, well, the African-American ambassador for We Are All the Same, But Some of Us Can Run Faster. O.J.'s persona made him the one black guy racists would welcome to dinner if their daughter brought him home from college. That's how nice a guy he was. Except, we know now, he wasn't. We didn't know anything about the guy except what he showed us. Even his close friends probably had no idea. The real OJ was probably there all along. He didn't go through a metamorphosis to get the way he was when he murdered two people. It had always been there inside of him. All it took was the right circumstances to release the beast. I have known the people who admire Donald Trump. I've known them forever. Lived with them, had dinner and played golf with them. I knew we had differences about politics, but I had no idea they were capable of admiring a man who was so blatantly and proudly despicable. It wasn't like he fooled them. I mean, Ronald Reagan probably fooled them, but Reagan was an actor. I told everyone who would listen, hello, he's an actor. Think hard about that before you empower him. A recording of a conversation turned up not too long ago where he was talking to Nixon, of all people, and he referred to black people as monkeys. On the other hand... I yelled the same morning about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, however, turned out to be a pretty good guy. But when it came to Donald Trump, amazingly, no, astoundingly, we knew exactly who the fuck he was. We have known it forever. He might as well have had a tattoo on his forehead that said, con man, or shithead, or evil incarnate. Or malignant narcissist. Say what you want about Trump, and he may qualify as the most outrageous liar in the history of mankind, but he wasn't two faced. He knew he was lying, and you knew he was lying. The guy was no OJ, and he sure as hell didn't change. He shouted, I am despicable his entire worthless, selfish, disgusting life. We knew who that motherfucker was. What we did not know, what we could not have known, was who half of us were. We had no idea that Trump was exactly who and what many of our friends wanted to lead them. He fit the bill perfectly. A cruel, classless bigot. Because it turns out we were the army worms. Good, church going, decent Americans, family first, American flag waving, apple pie eating, baseball loving, God fearing, communist and Nazi opposing Americans were the seemingly harmless moths I saw hanging around on the fringes of my yard. And then one day they ate it. These people, these Trump supporting American first MAGA look the other way friends of mine, ate America. And it happened overnight. I had no idea what they were. And I hope it's not too late to do something about them. But I fear that's just who they were all along. I'm not afraid of Donald Trump anymore. But I'm definitely afraid of them and I'll be watching them and that is really sad for me for them and for America I thought I knew America I thought I knew OJ there was a lot about both of you I didn't know